the old god of the lake's wrath is at it again, and this time no samurai will be enough to stop its destruction. That's right, we are back for another nail-splitting headache this week. This is Kaiji versus History, Return of Daimajin. you kaiju versus historians this is your daimajin daimo miles and joining me in raveling the mysteries of kaiju histories is my samurai sidekick patrick patrick how are you doing this week i am doing quite well i i keep wanting to say the return of daimajin but no just it's just return yeah this is the (laughs) the second film in the daimajin trilogy in 1966 all three films came out this year and which is wild to me yeah um, it, it, and, and it, it feels more like a serial almost you know or a a, a series yeah and i mean like, honestly you can copy and paste a lot of the daimajin <laughs> stuff that we had already said about Dae's kind of release structure for this film but yep. this this, uh, this movie, was <laughs> this is the <laughs> the second of three and this one came out august of 1966 the previous one i think was april so it was it, there was like less than it's six dec- months it's a decent between um, all three yeah that's a, that's a decent schedule I, I i i would love for someone to do that now i know like in the early 2000s you had like the two matrix films that released six months apart and i think you maybe did that with the second third pirates movies as well oh really i didn't know but yeah it, i can't remember but like I, I i love that idea so like having a whole trilogy in theory, sounds awesome. The problem is what happens when the second film just uses almost the same script. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Different directors for all three of these films, and they were filmed basically at the same time. I believe, at the very least, a lot of the tokusatsu elements, while they had the suit actor. I think they might have been all filmed at the, the same time. This film is directed by Kinji Misumi. But yeah, same author, uh, Tetsuo Yoshi. Yeah, and it, it felt like he was kind of copying his own his own homework. But if, if it ain't well, broke, don't fix it. <laughs> uh, well, before, before we get there, before we get there, Patrick, tell us what's in the title. Well, you see the main monster is named Daimajin. Mm-hmm. And this is Return of Dimension. So he's returning for another film. But not really, because is this the is this supposed to be the same Dimension from the first movie? I don't think it is, right? I have no idea. I mean, it, I don't it, think so. I mean, it th- is, but it's not. Well, well, we should mention it's it's a like a statue that becomes like possessed of Dimogen. So maybe it is, but they have different statues all over the place. Well, yeah, because at the end of the first one, you know, that little beam of light just kind of F's off and goes wherever. <laughs> well, and and the statue is destroyed. The spoiler warning, same thing at the end of, of this film. So I don't think it's a statue. I think maybe it is the same great demon god or whatever that is de- um, possessing the the statue. 
The film is also known as, uh, incorrectly as Wrath of Damogen, which they <laughs> erroneously, when the, the film came to, to the US to be, to be ported over, took the, ta- the title of the third movie and put it on the second movie. The literal title in Ing- English from the Japanese is Majin Grows Angry. And it was also released as the return of giant Majin. I think the, in the U S I think the original U S title was uh, the giant Majin. So that makes sense, but not a lot of, not a lot you can do with these titles when they're all just variations of uh Daimajin. Yeah. And I mean, like you, I was a little bit confused by the return aspect because not only is the Daimajin, not with the same people, but it's not even in a mountain this time. It's on it's on an island in a lake. Yes, though I will say the they obviously use like the same set for oh, the absolutely the statue <laughs> bit, and it's framed in such a way on the island that unless you're in a very wide shot, you don't get to see the water. You wouldn't even really hear it when you're like up next to the statue. So and, and there's like no sky. So they, I, I imagine we're going to see something kind of similar in the third film. Although I think I've seen parts of the third film. I, I haven't seen it, but I just guarantee it anyway. <laughs> well, I think he might be set. I think it's set on a mountain as well, but I think higher up on a mountain, like not set inside of a mountain. Anyway, uh, <laughs> some fun taglines. I think the, the posters for all three of these movies are great, but one of the original taglines lines is colder than ice unyielding as stone divine retribution is at hand makes sense i mean that's yeah that 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 pretty much wraps it up (laughs) (laughs) well we got to recap this film let me control c our notes from the first time again and (laughs) right control v and and, and that's that's really the big problem for me with this film is that if you have seen the first one this movie offers almost nothing except for some of the destruction is done differently. And I would say actually better Miles, in this film. This movie takes place on a lake. Okay. It's completely right. different. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? So, so no one's put on a cross, you know, there's not an entire group of people who take over a previously happy religious group of people and, try to wipe out their entire royal family it's so similar i mean there's definitely it feels like the the author at tatori yoshida who i've already mentioned was just plain like maybe he sent in multiple versions of the same script it's like all right that just choose one of these and you know we'll go with it this one's a little different you know <laughs> and you they're like we're gonna make a lake. All. he's like oh thank you for your three different movie scripts and like what no those are that's one script. And I just I changed some some bits. But yeah, well, I mean, regardless, thematically, obviously, they're super similar because they a lot of very same story beats, characters and structure. But yeah, this movie does take place on Lake Yakimono. And instead of one uh, daimyo and clan, there are two peaceful clans on either side of the lake who are taken over by a third evil clan, the Mikoshiba, and they get disposed early on or deposed early on in the, the, the film after the Mikoshiba have a wooden horse style 
coup, they deliver three or four samurai in bales of rice, I think is what it, it was. And they were so small. I was like, how did these Japanese men fit? They're like contortionists inside the, the bales of, of, of rice. But yeah, they unlock the doors. They open it up for the clan who take over. Obviously, there's a, a massive coup. There's blood everywhere. Some people escape from from the clan. And yeah, at the same time, villagers are praying to their god of vengeance, whose face like warms up or turns red. And that's a sign that, oh, the a great tragedy is about to befall them. But just like the first movie, Miles, the <laughs> Daimajin does not get angry until people start getting crucified, like you said. <laughs> and that's that's when things get serious. And technically, she was crucified and being burnt at the stake. So they upped the stakes from the previous film. <laughs> yeah, the, sure. Daimajin mean, wakes up and we get... A, so yeah, th- yeah this is a great a little bit longer than the first movie I would say destruction scene. It's yeah, no, the 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 actual destruction scene is very cool, but having sat through this movie after watching the first, I was kind of hoping for something a little bit different. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't expect the Diamond to fight another creature. I I I've kind of made peace with the fact that we're not going to get that, which is a damn shame. I you would think with I mean we we we've we've talked about other mystical period dramas that have kaiju or kaiju like monsters. What why, why can't we get even a an, yokai? You know, an, it doesn't have to be a kaiju. An evil dragon, yeah, or some kind of should be so awesome monster. And, and I think that that's my my big thing is not only does it kind of copy and paste the first movie to a degree. It doesn't do it as well. I don't think it has the personality of the first film. I think the first film script was really really solid yeah and it, it was telling a very specific story with actual characters who you seem to care about even with you know the the priestess who gets murdered and that whole scene is mm. redone and just not done well everything just kind of feels pantomime and it it, it really falls flat for me in this film yeah, uh, we get some different actors in this movie, and I do feel like both the characters and some of the portrayals aren't up to snuff. I do th- like some shots, some, yeah. some elements of the, the direction of this film a little more than the first film. I don't know. Th- there's differences. Oh, I, do, in I both. do think it's better directed, honestly. Well, yeah, but they, they don't have the same bag of tricks, so it does look stylistically a little different. But I will agree with you, the first film, that main plot, which takes up an hour of the 80 minute runtime, is a little more interesting. And then it gets played out kind of in the exact same way. Right. The second movie, it doesn't help because you're you're just comparing them in your mind one to one. It's like, oh, this is like when this happened and was a little right. more tense and a little I'll, more interesting than the first movie. I'll tell you the one that was that was 100 percent better was that kid actor. That kid, that little punk rock kid, <laughs> threw the yeah. rock at the at the warlord. I was like, "All right, that's my dude. I like oh, him." He, was tr- he tried multiple times before he was able to to do it, and and finally, <laughs> finally get a rock off. <laughs> we'll talk about some of the other actors here. We have a a Gamera veteran from versus Baragon in a Kojiro Hongo who plays our Lord Jiro Chukusa. 
And let's see, Shiho Fujimara plays uh, Lei Nagoshi. Takashi Kanda is our main villain in Lord Danjo. And great looking actors for these roles. I think they've 100% nailed the look of the Edo period. This style of a film is uh, a period drama known as J- Jedi Geki. And we- we've seen other examples throughout the years. Obviously, this is, you know, Akira Kurosawa's bread and butter. This is where the Zatoichi films, also by Dai, take place. But and a lot of the directors that did these films went on to do Zatoichi films. <laughs> yes, or have already done them. I think we talked about multiple members of the, the cast also being in the Kujira Gami film, which we did not cover, but it's basically a, a Moby Dick style uh, movie, a, a giant whale killing movie. So there's lots of ties between between the cast there. I feel like we've done nothing but compare this to the first Daimajin film, but it's the second in a trilogy. You kind of have to. Y- well, yeah, it's it. Like I said, it does feel more like Daimajin 1.5, and there's a lot of overlap from in this this first movie but i i don't know i feel like if you were to watch this film not watch the first one because you don't need to you would get as much as we did in our first viewing of Dimogen. i i don't know that i agree because i feel the script of the first one is is so strong and it's emotional beats and this one isn't yeah i think it gets a lot of the movements again the cast is good. The costuming is good. I, I see what you're saying. I just don't agree because I think the script is extremely weak. And once you get to the actual Daimajin causing a ruckus, it's a good time. In fact, I think the Daimajin stuff is better in this film than the first Daimajin film. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I Well, I will He's, say... He parts the sea. I was, I was like, about to say, my, so cool. my favorite scene is that one. I was waiting for the soldiers to attack him there in the lake and then him just like crush them with the waves. Oh, that would you be know, awesome. This is a decade after Charlton Heston did that in uh, the 10 commandments film <laughs> that came out. And here he is making Charlton Heston looking out to be a nobody. This doesn't look as good as that film did it, you know, 10 years before, but this still looks great. This is great yeah. special effects for a Kaiju film. But it's not just that. Like when he takes down that wall, it looks oh, really yeah. cool because because of the direction where it's behind the Daimajin and he just kind of leans against it. It's a yeah, gorgeous I will, shot. I will say I feel like any other director would have well, and we just saw in the previous film, they would film that the other way from yep. the yep. rounds perspective, seeing the wall crumble and then Daimajin there. Yeah, I, I don't know. They feel kind of like the same character, the the monster Daimajin, and a little different. He seems much more evil in the first movie. We see him impaling someone and pushing someone through a wall. This movie, we do get him <laughs> staring down our our main villain in the end, and in a, a very cruel twist of fate, he also ends up in a crucified like condition, having accidentally kind of lashed himself to his his boat as it is lit aflame and so he gets the the fate that he was trying to to give to the the young priestess like the ending a lot like that destruction 
a lot. But yes, I, I think that is the highlight of the film. And I know some people were like, oh, well, the spectacles, why you go see these films? And I'm like, yes, it's a large part of it, but you still want it to be a good film. And I, well, I did enjoy the Diamogen stuff because it did the exact same thing narratively that the Diamogen did in the first film. It honestly made that scene feel a little flatter. And it's, I, I like that the Diamogen seems to be more focused on taking out the bad guys in this one as more of the hurricane-like Diamogen of the first one, where it's about to squash the girl who called it down. Yeah. That's not an issue here. And that I do like more. And, but yeah, the hour it takes to get here just feels so much longer for me than the first film. From from Amazon, the one of the one star reviews for this trilogy from from a user there quote the movies themselves also disappointing begins with boring Japanese acting where no not much happens and the Daimajin doesn't appear before the last twenty to fifteen minutes of the film. There's about one hour of the four hours of the trilogy that is worth watching. See, the the, the thing for me is that the the acting I think is pretty solid through and yeah. through i i I think the acting was possibly better in this film than the first one i don't They're, know about that i feel like they it's hard to say because the better. Because, because the script is is so much weaker than the first one so it's hard it's hard to say yeah i i wasn't i i liked uh kojiro honga in 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 gamma versus baragon in this movie didn't I don't know. There wasn't a lot of emoting from him. He was definitely the stoic, you know, <laughs> lead as a, as Lord Juro here. But yeah, I feel like it's cast well. I just don't know if they, they got enough to do uh, compared to the first movie. Let's, let's get to our rating because we've been dancing around it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I felt back. So we were both like, God, there's not a whole lot to talk about this one. <laughs> well, compared to how much we had to for the first movie where so much of the, the, the history of the making of these films we've already kind of covered. right i mean yeah we've, we've already we've already done that it this one of course mimics the first movie in a lot of ways but i still enjoyed the feudal japanese samurai film that it is i enjoyed the kaiju elements of it but i enjoyed the first daimajin a good sight more so this drops my personal enjoyment a, a good deal i'm giving this one a six out of ten I will that's probably low, go back. That's a that, that's a low score for Patrick when it comes yeah. to the the Japanese films. Well, I, I'll probably go back and watch the first one again, and I don't know. If I, I'll probably watch the last twenty minutes of this one. Yeah. So I I gave the first Diamond a nine out of ten for personal enjoyment, and I also gave this one a six. I mm-hmm. I thought this script was unforgivably boring and unforgivably. Redundant, especially given the fact that it's by the same author. Well, it's like, hard because it's like if you hadn't seen the first movie, I think I would have been up at like an eight or a nine. I don't think I would have. I, I think they're both. I may, not, I may not give it a six, but I would have given it a seven. Okay. Well, at the very least, it definitely suffers from from the copycats. <laughs> but also, I wouldn't watch a return a, a movie called Return of Diamogen before watching Diamogen. Like, <laughs> like, point. well, that's the other thing. You would think they're connected, but no, right? So, which <laughs> made me watch the first one first to begin with? But yeah, I, I do think I think the direction is good, the acting is good, but but because the story is more or less, we talked about last week how uh, War of the Gargantuas. Basically, Evil Dead Tude 
the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it does the same thing here, but more egregiously and and much too much more of a lackluster effect because if the Diamogen had gotten hurt or had something to actively antagonize it, I might feel differently. Mm. But because it does the same thing, in fact, because it still well, rescues someone on a freaking crucifix. It, <laughs> there's so many things similar. It, it did have a different, because, well, just like in the first movie, the soldiers go to destroy the statue. But in this one, they actually succeed. They <laughs> blow it up with dynamite. Yeah. So and that, I was that like, head, oh, that, that's different. That, that head like rolls down the mountain and bounces into the water. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, well, no, for the first thing they show, that when they show it exploding, the head like, splits in half like for yeah. a split second you see it's destroyed but then you see the intact head fall into the water you're like wait what yeah but i yeah i i was i was absolutely checking my watch oh i mean i have a watch but i have the phone um <laughs> i was i was absolutely checking the time several times during this movie because i was like Ooh, we, we gotta we gotta pick this up because i've already been here technically though what would you what would you score because i i think this does as much good as that first movie it, it it does, but I ding it really hard for the script. I mean, uh, yeah. really hard because I think I gave the first Dimension a a ten on the technical. Yeah, I I, I I was very very happy with the first one. This one is 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 certainly not. I I do think that the direction is excellent. I think that the acting is pretty solid, and I think the destruction scenes because of the direction look better as a result. Mm. However, that script. Whether through laziness or maybe it wasn't supposed to be the draft for a second movie, I don't know. But it it really pulls the movie down for me. So I only gave it a seven. I, I wasn't as harsh. I think it did directorially did a few things that were interesting. Still a beautiful film. Still some great shots in it. I think people would still enjoy that aspect of it if they go back and watch this. But I still did ding it for some of those script problems that we we've, we've talked about. Uh, so I gave it an eight out of 10 and for its evocative kind of nature as, as a piece of Kaiju art didn't go as harsh, gave it a seven out of 10. I think the main thing dragging it down across all our, <laughs> our criteria that we, we look at for these, these Kaiju films is that copycatism. The the fact that it is so samey from the first film. What about you? Miles? Um, I, hmm, I mean, so it's, it's interesting because if you go on YouTube and type in the Diamond and Trilogy, there's a lot of film people who talk about this film. Uh, it's like we mentioned the last time. This one is a trilogy that is well-respected in kaiju circles, in cult film circles. And I, I, I actually didn't look to see how many people liked this film, but they talk about the trilogy on a whole. and. I don't know if they're responding to the concept or if they're mm. talking about specifically the first film, because I think this film is a huge weak spot. And I don't think it's one that it's talked about a lot. This, this trilogy and specifically the first film do have a reputation amongst Kaiju fans and amongst cult, cult films fa- fans, as we said last time. And I gave Diamogen a seven as a result. So mm. I'm knocking this one, another one down because I really think it's the first one that carries it. Right. And so I'm just going to give it a six. Oh, okay. Wow. So that that's a seven from me. And give me your past aggressive wows. <laughs> <laughs> Basically a six from you. And that gives us like a little 
high six, which will bump to a seven for this movie, but too high, too high. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 I mean, really... I'm fine with either six or seven. I mean, it doesn't need to go into American fifties territory being five or below. So it is a whole I, point lower than what we, we rated Dimogen collectively, but yeah, I was, I was all on board on Dimogen. <laughs> yeah. But as far as personal enjoyment, we both did not in, enjoy this one as much as the, the first, like I said, I'll probably go back and watch the first at some mm-hmm. point. And, and we didn't even talk about it, but Akira uh, Ifukube did the score for this movie as well. It's just not, as present it, and it's as it was also not time. his best it felt like he was kind of autopiloting through this the, one well the first movie feels a lot moodier because of of the music that we yeah heard. and there there's a couple melodic beats that i'm like oh did you just like kind of take this from your godzilla scores <laughs> oh there's there's a lot of Daimajin shows up kind of you know, dun 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 style, right? And I know that's Godzilla. his deal. It's 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 like talking about the the horn section of Danny Elfman score. It's gonna be there, <laughs> that, you know, the womp 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 womp. It's always there. But <sighs> there are certain melodic keys that like keep popping up, and it's like, all right, mm-hmm. you, you are an amazing composer, but like sometimes you have to show up for work. Another seven out of ten for for this movie. Same same as last week. Do, do you think you enjoyed this one more? Or less than War of the Gargantulas. Wow. I, I'm shocked to say it, but less. Yeah. No, I, I was very surprised. Surprised by that as well. And you know, we've we've been on such a had been such a on such a role for like great movies that I was having a good time with. <laughs> and then and then the latter half of 1966 is rolling around because not only do we have the the Frankenstein sequel last week, we have Diamond. Too, which I was looking forward to and ended up falling flat this week. <sighs> Next week is is not one that I am super excited about. Patrick, uh, you should you should just roll us out because I can't in 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 good conscience sound excited. Well, where can people reach us before we? Um, to- you can reach us <laughs> at Kaiju versus History at Gmail. You can yell at me about my thoughts on the Frankenstein series. You can yell at me about my thoughts on King Kong. Or the second Daimajin. You can also hit us up at Kaiju versus History on Twitter or go to our website at kaijuversushistory.com. You can rate, review, comment our show. Let us know what you think. Email us, talk to us. I would love to engage with you folks. But just don't yell at me too much because <laughs> then I then I won't do it. I have feelings. I'm a I'm a monster with feelings. I mean, yeah, sure. Okay. We'll, well, go, we'll go with that. We'll go well, with that. Well, thank you. We are more than halfway done now. Miles with the Damagen trilogy. Hopefully we end on a stronger note. Thank you listeners, everyone that's that's watching these along with us. We're going to catch you next time when we we spend some more time back on the small screen but with a big animated star in the first in Kaiju history but definitely not the last for for animation. So tune in next time with us as we have a special episode for history versus the King Kong show. You should keep that sigh in. <laughs>